and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. And we read the news so you don't have to. Great. Wow. Uh, there's been a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I feel mm-hmm. like the news took like a little bit of a Labor Day weekend break. Yeah. And um, now today was more interesting. Yes, I think everything else over like the weekend was like fun little tidbits. Yes, that would have been fun to talk about if more serious stuff wasn't happening today. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, why don't we kick it off, uh, yeah. uh, Brian? What's been getting you through the week? Um. Well, so Nike just announced another new uh, person for their campaign. <gasps> it's their 30th anniversary, I think. Is Who? What it's for. Who? Colin Kaepernick. Oh, and then... And then, okay, so Kaepernick posted a picture of himself with, like, the Nike shit, you know, like, the logo, whatever. And across it, it said, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Beautiful. Hashtag just do it. And then there was the repercussions. Yeah. And I mean, as soon as I, as soon as I heard the announcement, I was like, yeah. oh, dumb people are going to start burning their Nikes on Twitter. Yeah. And that happened. Lo and behold, you were not disappointed. <laughs> happened essentially immediately. Nike's stock also dropped by 2%. Yeah. Um, but I did see an interesting point on Twitter. And I've seen it like said a couple times that it's like, Nike's a giant company. They test everything that they yeah. do. They knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. They have so many algorithms and math all set up to be like, mm-hmm. what can we take? So like if they, they knew that yeah, they knew there would be somewhat of yeah. a blowback. If they're doing this, it's because they did all this research and they were like, actually, this is going to ultimately benefit us yeah. more than it's going to hurt us. Oh, for sure. And 100%. I also think like th- they're like, okay, well now we can use this for our campaign in like 20 years when we're all past this moment in our lives. And yeah. you like, didn't you see how we were on the right side of history? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Because I think there was also something similar to Air Jordans when Michael Jordan, um, mm-hmm. you know, was like the Nike guy and there was apparently pushback according to that. And it was all like kind of racially fused yeah. and like, and also basic also around that time it, people weren't giving like black people that opportunity to be the spokesperson for a major brand. Yes. Um, and so now it's now they're they're So they're pretty on the, like on the forefront, I saw this meme. I think we posted it. Mm-hmm. It was a picture of Kanye and it said Adidas. <laughs> and the quote is slavery was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty interesting. Funny. Well, also Nike does a lot of stuff with Serena Williams and has yeah. like pushed back a lot on like all this stuff about, did you see that commercial? The one where that was it's about like, like her, you and her can, dad. Yes. Oh my God. It was so good. It's yeah. So there Nike is clearly they got a great making a play team. for like, like supporting black athletes. Yeah, they and also stuff. they also work with LeBron James. Yeah, so they're like definitely they have definitely done whatever calculation needs to be done because this is a corporation and they're not doing shit without yeah seeing how their bottom line is going to be yeah. affected and they have decided that being woke yeah. is profitable for them. Which like whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. I love people burning things. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's it reminds me of when people used to burn Harry Potter books. Uh-huh. I just feel like it's proven at this point that like you can burn your stuff and it's not going to do anything and no yeah. one cares. Well, like and there's that picture of the guy who cut the Nike uh, swoosh the off his swoosh sh- off his, his socks. <laughs> it's like okay, so now it's also like so you're going to wear 
fucked up sock. Like why? Yeah. Like like why? So you're gonna keep wearing the socks? Just take your socks off and be without socks for a couple hours. Yeah, or like throw these socks away. Yeah. Maybe you need. You probably need new socks anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, I. I look for any good excuse to buy new socks. Yeah. First of all, you probably just need new socks. Second of all, like, you know, I can imagine that if I found out some product that I liked was like really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like whenever so there's children's blood in Kylie lip kits, I'll be like, okay, I'm not going <laughs> to use them anymore. <laughs> but like burning stuff is one physically dangerous to yourself. Yeah. Number two, you then inhale fumes of your burned sneaker. Yeah. That then goes into the environment. And Nike loses exactly zero dollars yeah. and zero cents. Yeah. So it's just like. Um, so this also. So Nike is also designs all the brand, the jerseys for the yes. NFL. And this and this all comes around the time that um, Kaepernick is suing the NFL. For collusion. For collusion. <laughs> uh, like that they basically that the NFL colluded with like the coaches and the men or whatever, the owners yeah. to not. And Russia. Yeah, and Russia. <laughs> to not hire Kaepernick. And so now they're really like coming to like a, it's coming to a head soon. Right. And I was immediately like, whoa, that's crazy for like Nike to put this like whole, this contract with the NFL in jeopardy, but like it's a contract. So like it's basically like yeah. the NFL, they have to use the Nike gear. And like, Fuck football anyways. Am I right? Yeah, I am HO. <laughs> fuck football. My boyfriend loves football, was a big, big football boy yeah. or whatever, still watches it. But he's like basically like the NFL, like the the institution that runs it is bad. It's bad. I mean, they like I it's kind of extremist of me to say that they're killing people, but they kind of are. With like with like all the brain trauma that it inflicts and they're yeah. like their effort to silence all and like not like and to suppress like the medical fields where like this is really bad yeah. for people. People are dying because of these injuries sustained during football. Also, know? they're like they're w the way that they've handled. Honestly, the way that they handle literally everything adds so much fuel to the sneaker fire, if yeah. you will. Like, <laughs> it's like, like it's like the they just freaked out. Over, I mean, Kaepernick is one dude quietly kneeling for 30 seconds. Yeah. And now it's like this whole to do. They're in a lawsuit. They've like, I think that we're going to see. I'm like more excited to watch a football season than literally I've ever been in my entire life because I think shit's going to go down with this new NFL policy. Like yeah. we've already got people who are agreeing to kneel and then some teams are like, we'll pay your fine. Other teams are like, no, you are fine. It's yeah. going to be, it's a mess. Yeah. The whole point was that they were like, we don't want it to distract from the game. And now it's like, it's distract very, very distracting. distracting. I mean, we should all just watch soccer anyways. It's a better sport. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, Any who's all Elise. What's getting you through the weekend uh, across America? I I have more updates about Ted Cruz in Texas, and this one's really fun. Um, so you guys all remember David Hogg. He's one of the students at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School who kind of emerged as one of these major Parkland activists outside Emma Gonzalez. He's the one that everyone says is like, He's the one that conservatives think is like really a 35-year-old yeah, man. Yeah, he's like a crisis actor. <laughs> Which is like, if you look at a picture of him, it's like, He's not. No, <laughs> no clearly no. not. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, he's the, the great. I mean, the Parkland activists continue to be really great yeah. on many levels. So basically, 
recently it came out. Donald Trump tweeted that he's going to be stumping for Ted Cruz in Texas because now they're really worried because Beto O'Rourke is like gaining in the polls by a mm-hmm. lot. So t- Trump announces this. Basically, immediately, everyone starts pulling out old Trump tweets, as yeah. you do. We had one. We did a tweet on the SUP about it, just comparing. He has one tweet that's literally like, why would the people of Texas choose Ted Cruz? He's done nothing for them. He's awful. Lion Ted And or this whatever. was from like mid to late 2016. Yeah. So it's not even like that long ago. I'm going to pull up the tweet while at least. So David Hogg sees this as does everyone because people started pulling these old because Trump tweeted mean things about Ted Cruz many, many times. Obviously, we remember he also called Ted Cruz's wife ugly and said that his dad killed JFK. So <laughs> which is like, I mean, really runs yeah. the gamut of horrible things to say about people. His nickname for him was Lion Ted, et cetera. Uh-huh. So there's a wealth of tweets about Ted Cruz. David Hogg sees these and he's like, wouldn't it be funny for us to get a billboard that we could put up like outside Donald Trump's big speech that's just this tweet? <laughs> that is funny. And yeah. it's funny enough that it raised enough money to do it. So real quick. Yeah, it was a GoFundMe. Here's the, here's the tweet just to add a little more context. Why would the people of Texas support Ted Cruz when he has accomplished absolutely nothing for them? He is another all talk at no action Paul. Great. Paul. Paul. Great. I mean, he's right there. I agree with that Trump tweet. So (laughs) why would the people of Texas choose Ted Cruz? Why? When you have Beto O'Rourke, who rides a skateboard in the Whataburger parking lot and is handsome. Yeah. Anyway, and was in a band. He is handsome. He's really handsome. That's not the reason why you should vote for him, but like (laughs) it is a fun thing to think about. So then, so David Hogg raises enough money to get this one billboard. Then another thoughtful Twitter user is like, what if we make a mobile billboard Mm -hmm. with a bunch of these different tweets and we can just drive around and follow them? Because my immediate thought was like, this is a great idea, but like not everyone's going to see it. Not everyone's going to see it. And Trump could just move the venue. So now they have created a mobile billboard that will follow Ted Cruz and Donald Trump around. Uh, with this Trump tweet on display, just showing his general hypocrisy. Honestly, it's really great. I it's a really great idea. It really it, is because if like I'm sure there are some Trump supporters or Ted Cruz supporters who aren't paying attention to this movement and see a tweet from Donald Trump and are like, "Oh, this is how he feels about Ted Cruz." Like, you know what I mean? Like. Not yes. everyone is on Twitter or following this, you know? It's also so. just a wonderful troll. It's something it really that is, yeah. I, I, this, these are things where like Donald Trump is so petty. He's proven himself to be so petty. I mean, literally last week he was jealous of the attention a dead person was getting. Yeah. Like he's that, he's so petty. He's like Jenna Maroney from 30 Rock. Yes. There was, I put that quote in the set, but there's the one where she's like, <laughs> where Liz Lemon is like, you're jealous of babies because of how soft their skin is. And she's like, and, and how much attention they yeah, get. Exactly. <laughs> Which is like so Trumpy. So I feel like one, this is going to annoy him. Yeah. And two, I, I always wonder like, what are norm politics as usual is out the window. What are the creative, fun, interesting, engaging ways where we can like hold Donald Trump accountable for some of this shit and making mobile billboards with his hypocritical tweets is a yeah. really good way to do it. Yeah. Good for you, David. Hogg. I know. Good for David. Hogg. Good for them for just it's, it really is these like young people with uh-huh. new ideas. Yeah, I like feel weird to say that I'm proud of him, but I am yeah. proud of him. We're proud of you, David. That's nice. Um. So, yeah. shall we get into the news of the week? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, real? yeah. So, uh, yesterday at like three thirty, 
this will tie into the other parts of the news. Trump tweeted, two long-running Obama-era investigations of two very popular Republican congressmen were brought to a well-publicized charge just ahead of the midterms by the Jeff Sessions Justice Department. Two easy wins now in doubt because there is not enough time. Good job, Jeff. So basically, with this tweet, what the president is implying is that Jeff Sessions should not have pursued or the Justice Department, the Department of Justice, should not have pursued these legal cases because they were against Republicans and that might hurt their chances. And this is against that guy who he and his wife, like... Yeah, like Duncan Hunter? Yeah, he, like, they spent, like, $600 on a plane ticket for their rabbit and shit. Yeah, and then Christopher Collins, or was it Collins? Collins, right? Yeah, something Collins. Fuck, I should have written this down. Um... (laughs) But, like, he did insider trading with his son, and, yeah. So it's basically just corruption charges that it is the duty of the Department of Justice, regardless of party, to bring cases forward. So Donald Trump is once again basically saying that the Justice Department, in his view, should be an extension of the Republican Party, which... For right now, Jeff Sessions is refusing to do. Yeah. Which I feel like I'm starting to feel about Jeff Sessions like a little bit of the way I felt about Amorosa, which is like, I don't like you and I don't trust you. But right now you appear to be using your powers (laughs) for good in some way. And so like, Um, I don't want you in government and I don't trust you. But whatever you're doing right now, I like. (laughs) Like, I don't know what's going on with you right now. It's really bizarre. It's Chris Collins. I was right. Um, why do I doubt myself? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, You're it's very like, smart. Brian. I know. You don't have I to know. Doubt God, it's just like, it's very disconcerting because now we're on the side of saying like, stay in power. Jeff Sessions. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm like, like I'm standing for Jeff Sessions to remain yeah. the attorney general when like go back to the original. He was one of like the most disturbing yeah. appointments and, and like, still is. Racist. And like yeah. Coretta Scott King literally wrote a letter to Congress saying he was too racist to be a judge. Like in like the seventies or eighties right. or whatever. Yeah. So like, now is especially true. It's, it's like, it's such, it just, the Trump administration constantly puts you in these moral and ethical quandaries that you never thought you had. Like suddenly I'm like, we need to hear out Omarosa Manigault. Yeah. Newman. <laughs> and I'm like, Jeff Sessions must remain attorney general. It's like, where, like what happened? Like, how did this happen? Where in the world? And it's just like, like kind of crazy because this like people, I've heard like people saying that this is, this, this could be impeachable if it was anyone else, if we were living in any other time yeah. to say to like, this is like another instance, basically, of obstruction of justice. If I had a nickel for every time somebody said any other president would have been impeached for that, I know I would be as wealthy as Donald Trump claims that he is. Yeah, I would have a <laughs> whole lot of nickels. Um, um, and so yeah, this kind of ties into our other news about um, Kavanaugh, right? Re- Kavanaugh. Yes, it's begun. The the hearings, the Senate hearings for Trump nominee Brett Kavanaugh have begun. For anyone who needs a refresher, Kavanaugh was nominated to fill Justice Anthony Kennedy's seat. Kennedy was a key swing vote. Mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh seems pretty conservative. Pretty, like, so there's a whole lot of things that don't look good for this guy. Yeah. Especially from our perspectives. Like, you know, Republicans will push through anyone that they think might overturn Roe v. Wade. And basically, like, no matter what, like, it doesn't matter how qualified or um, how much, like, vetting has gone through, clearly. Like, on Friday, 
The White House used executive privilege to block more than 100,000 pages of records about Judge Kavanaugh's time in the Bush White House. Yeah, and that's like, this has been like kind of an ongoing thing with the Kavanaugh appointment. And it's one of the reasons why Mitch McConnell initially was like not pushing for Kavanaugh to be the nominee. Yeah. Because there are just a lot of records of stuff that he did yeah. because he worked in the Bush White House. So all of his emails, all of his correspondences, all of that stuff are public record and stuff that we should be able to get. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans have basically been the White House and the Republicans in conjunction with each other have been trying to do everything possible to have the least amount of this information come out. And we're talking about a lifetime appointment here. So it's like if our system was working and if we were doing things in a thoughtful way, we would want all the senators to have as much time as possible to read all of his decisions, to know as much as possible about it. Like in the grand scheme, this is a blip in time in this man's, uh, uh, I mean, potential career as a justice. Yes. As a you know, Supreme Court justice. Um, so last night, literally right before the beginning of the hearings, they released an additional 42,000 pages of documents. So I don't know how fast you are as a reader, um, but I have to take a break every time I read a single page of anything, yeah. unless it's like a new Harry Potter book. Yeah, so exactly. 42,000 pages of legal documents. (laughs) I think it's safe to say that those have not been thoroughly read. And today at the start of the hearing, so basically like today is like opening statement day. Like the committee, the judiciary committee. So the judiciary committee, everybody makes an opening statement. Kavanaugh makes an opening statement. We get into the question type things tomorrow. Kamala Harris who we stand yeah. Um, for her opening statement. Her opening statement was to adjourn. Yeah. <laughs> like she was like, uh, like literally they had just begun and she was like, I motion to adjourn. Well, so she even like, like, so the chairman of the Senate judiciary committee is this guy and he's like, he's some fucking old Republican. I forget. Is it name. Chuck Grassley? Yes. Chuck Grassley. That's what I thought. And, um, he, he, he's like just giving his first opening statement and she's like, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, and just like immediately butts in, like before like it can even get started. And then like protesters in the back are screaming. Yeah. And then and then like Klobacher starts chiming in because Harris like finally stops. And then someone like stops Klobacher, uh, another Democratic senator. And then Blumenthal starts mm-hmm. and they're like, this is ridiculous. We can't do this. We just need to adjourn. So it's just kind of been a hectic day. Yeah. Basically, they're all saying you guys released 42,000 pages of documents last night it's insane that we're starting the hearing right now we all need time to read and i think you were telling me that kamala harris even said because the republicans were claiming like no we've had enough time and she was like so you guys read seven thousand pages a minute an hour an hour seven thousand pages an hour you guys all read them everybody here read the seven thousand pages and it's and they're like they're saying it was yeah all the republicans are saying this was a sufficient amount of time and it's and it was really logical it kind of reminds me i don't know if you remember this from way back when in the healthcare fight when they released the new bill and like they released it like six hours before Uh they were going to vote on it like writing on the sides yeah exactly which was what prompted john mccain to be like this is just not normal order and i can't like vote for rip yeah honestly Um, yes so 
that's how we're beginning. And again, you you mentioned it. There have been protesters, people arrested in the chamber. Obviously, the hallmark of any 2018 protest. We've got ladies dressed as handmaids lining the halls. Um, Lots of different groups are out there right now. Um, But what it really comes down to, it looks like most of the Republicans are going to vote for him i mean as of now it's 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 really hard to tell all we need is one republican to not because it's 50 49 right yeah. now in the senate and you just gotta get one yeah and so if you live in maine or alaska call your <laughs> senators call susan collins call lisa murkowski or if call you live them. in arizona call well, jeff flake and see maybe i mean i think the thing with jeff flake is that it's like he is conservative and yeah. probably is against roe v he wade did, but he did say something today i um that was cor- sort of like in line with the Democrats being like, this is kind of ridiculous, guys. Yeah, you might be able to make like a normal order argument to Jeff Flake and just be like, like, because Jeff Flake believes in the Russia investigation and stuff too. So you might be able to be like, it's just crazy that we're letting a lifetime appointment go through during this. So that is an argument that you can make to Jeff Flake. If you live in a state where you have a red state Democratic senator, your Joe Manchin's, your Heidi Heitkamp's, mm-hmm. please also call them and tell them, like, you better not fucking vote for Brett Kavanaugh yeah. because some of them are like, some of them play this game where they're like, well, maybe if I vote for Brett Kavanaugh, everyone will like me. And yeah. it's like, no. Well, there's this whole no, thing. No, no, it's no, no. It's basically no. like if Donald Trump is able to pick a supreme another Supreme Court justice. He's basically going to be picking someone, his own judge in his own cases. Yes. Because he is going to trial. Yes. No matter what anyone says, it is inevitable that yeah. the president will be charged with a crime of some sort. It seems some like, point. I mean, it's just an enormous conflict of interest where, yeah, yeah. The, the fucking defendant gets to choose, appointed the judge. Yeah. Like that's it's honestly ridiculous. And you know, this, they keep trying to say that this is like not political. This is about the law. It's like, well, he worked in the fucking Trump in the Bush, Bush administration. And he worked for Ken Starr who was investigating impeachment, proceedings for bill clinton so he is a political figure yes no matter what we say he is a republican political figure and just a reminder of some of the things we need to worry about if he gets into office obviously the number one thing is roe v wade he did say in some of his interviews that he thinks that roe is established law but there's a big caveat there which is that that's something that a lower court judge says Mm -hmm. when you are in the supreme court you have the opportunity to overturn precedent. So him saying it's precedent doesn't mean that he, as a Supreme Court judge, doesn't feel like it's worth it to overturn that precedent. Yeah. Also, even if he doesn't fully overturn Roe, he could make decisions that seriously weaken it. Yeah, you know, you know he, he could make it harder for you to get an abortion. He could make it so that there's certain, like procedures in place before you even have an abortion you know exactly he could he can just uphold a lot of those laws that we see pop up in texas and these southern states that make it like all but illegal to get one because it like shutters x number of clinics and all of that stuff um he also opposes common sense gun safety reform which kind of came to a head when uh fred gutenberg who is the father of a student who died at marjorie stoneman douglas high school this happened today, guys. This happened today. This he meeting. attempted to confront Kavanaugh 
on the floor of the Senate. Mm -hmm. He like comes up to him and he's like, hi, my daughter died in Parkland in the Parkland shooting. And Kavanaugh like about faces and runs away. There's actually a really good picture. It's like there's yeah. a video of it, but there's also just a picture of the father with his hand out, clearly trying to shake Brett Kavanaugh's hand and Brett Kavanaugh looking like he's like dangling a dead rat in yeah. front of him or something. He's like trying to get away from him yeah. so bad. And like all he could have done was just shaking his hand and said, I'm sorry for your loss, turned and walked away. Yeah. And 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 then um Raj Shah, the principal deputy press secretary, like immediately like issued a statement which is like, How could you have? Like whatever. And he said, as Judge Kavanaugh left for his lunch break, an unidentified individual approached him before the judge was able to shake his hand. Security had intervened. And then Fred Gutenberg, the father, responded. This is all happening on Twitter, by the way, which is stupid. <laughs> Where our government yeah. lives. Incorrect. I was here all day and introduced by Senator Feinstein. No security involved. He turned and walked away. So, and as you can see on the video... He just turned and walked away. There's no like security intervening. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's also such a crazy lie because it's like there is a video and multiple pictures. Yeah. Um, and then another thing to remember, and this goes back to what we were saying about like Donald Trump picking the judge for his own trial, is that Brett Kavanaugh has written an opinion saying that he does not think a sitting president can be indicted or subpoenaed. This was a change from when he worked for Ken Starr. Where he clearly thought that. Yeah, where he clearly thought because that. Because it was a Democratic president. Yeah, and he asked, he was like, not only can a president be indicted or subpoenaed, but you can ask them about like if they masturbated into yeah. the secretary's <laughs> trash can or whatever. Um, yeah, so... So we don't want him to get... No, <laughs> no, it's if a hard fight. You can't grasp what we're saying here. This is, we don't, we, we don't agree with this pick. Yes. It's a hard fight, but it's not one. So call your senators, let them know. Even if you live in like a solidly blue state, I, I even called Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand here just to be like, do whatever you got, like, like yeah. do your procedural, whatever, yeah. fight this. We care about this, etc. We all thought that, um, the Affordable Care Act was going to be repealed. Exactly. And it wasn't. So, you know, like grassroots shit works. Like, yes. It's, I think that's something that we can really take away from this like past two years is like grassroots efforts makes a difference. Look yes. at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's like, like every single person makes a difference. We've come really close to stopping things. We've stopped some things. I mean, Betsy DeVos obviously got in there, but like Mike Pence had to break the tie. Like we yeah. were able to get people to vote against her and we could do it again so i feel like there's been like a and i know i felt it like a defeatist attitude about this kavanaugh nomination but it's not over so call 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 your senators yeah. call them no matter where you are if you're in one of the states we mentioned especially call them and then keep an eye out we'll be covering this in the newsletter pretty heavily mm -hmm. so if you're not subscribed to the newsletter definitely do that yeah and Should, our subsiestas, which, and is our on, subsiestas. which live on IGTV. Should we talk about Bob Woodward's book for a second? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, Bob Woodward, who was basically the journalist who broke the Watergate scandal, scandal and Nixon, and who now writes like books about presidents. That's like, yeah, his, that's his, his brand. He's like actually very well respected yes. and known, especially in Washington, as like a. Solid veteran journalist who doesn't make shit up. So. so he's releasing a new book called Fear, Trump in the White House. There's a colon between fear and Trump, but I genuinely 
fear trumpet. Yeah, it works. It works without the yeah. punctuation yeah. as well. Is that a, what is that? Is that a colon? What is that? Yeah, colon. I don't know. Semicolon is the one that's got the comma on the oh, bottom. Okay, right, right, right. Uh, I just love Fear Trump in the White House in comparison to all the other books, which are like Fire and Fury, Unhinged. Uh-huh. Like the names of these books are like could not well, be more alarming. Uh, you you brought up you brought up Amorosa before, and it's like yes. same thing with like um, what's the what's the guy who did um. Fire Michael Wolf. Michael Wolf. Uh, these guys like don't have that reputation of a respected journalist. Yeah, this is like I mean, whereas Amorosa's book yeah. was like salacious stuff. Bob Woodward is like this guy is like a, a Walter Cronkite. Yes, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like people, people really like him. People love him, and so. Uh, the Washington Post got a bunch of excerpts um, from the book. It doesn't come out for another like week or two. I think it comes yeah. out on the fourteenth. Yeah. Um, and this is when is, I think we can highlight for sure. We'll is, talk to. Yeah, Sammy. we'll do a we'll do an Insta story probably highlighting. It is so juicy. There's already so many quotes. I can't imagine what's going to come out when the book actually comes out. Ugh, okay. So just to start, I think it's funny. Um, so what, so former white house economic advisor, Gary Cohn, like basically would just keep, he's reported to, he's like, he stole a letter off Trump's desks. Um, he told former staff secretary, Rob Porter, that I can stop this. I'll just take the paper off his desk. And this was, um, in relation to, uh, Trump wanting to pull out of the, uh, pull the U S out of the North American free trade agreement. And so basically the, he, they admit to just hiding shit from him. Yeah. It's just like, uh, let's just get like, he'll just forget about it. Yeah. He, d- he has like the attention span of a know. goldfish. Oh. Well, that's like, like I remember one time when I was younger, um, someone left a voicemail, my parents, uh, like voicemail, I guess. Mm-hmm. And just saying I did something bad and I just deleted it. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is so, like the deleted, like, yeah. like throwing out your report card. Yeah, type exactly. Of thing. Yeah. What did you do? I, oh, I ha- I like had a bunch of people over, um, oh. and, and I like wasn't sp- while my parents away. It wasn't really much of a party. It was like twelve people. Who called? It was one of their moms because they got caught coming Ugh, home drunk. So lame. Yeah, and like I just wanted you to know, but also what a dumb mom because like yeah. sorry, like clearly my parents were away. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and, I- like and I was there when the phone rang, and I let it go to voicemail, and then I heard the voicemail being recorded, and I was like, I'm just gonna delete this. Right. <laughs> Ugh, lame lame on all counts by that yeah, mom but cool all. of you to have a party yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so here's one quote from it that disturbed me that i wanted to get into um so trump reportedly told defense secretary james mattis after forces loyal to S- syrian president bashar al-assad launched a chemical attack in 2017 he said let's fucking kill him let's go in let's kill the fucking lot of them which does not sound very controlled. So a little unhinged. To little, quote yeah, a little bit um, disturbing when you consider that that's one of the most like delicate political situations uh-huh. we're dealing with and right now. And also, he's now. talking about civilians. Yeah, when we say lives. the fucking lot of them, like what is he referring what are, to? Yeah, who are we talking about there? Uh, and it just goes to show that he lacks like any nuance at all. Like also if we just went in and killed Bashar al-Assad, first of all, what does that even look like? Second of all, isn't he in bed with Russia? Are we now in war with Russia? I mean, there's just, there's so much that I, a person who does not get the presidential daily brief, like immediately know is wrong with that statement. 
He also, so Trump, another disturbing thing Trump said, um, according to this book, is that after the um, Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, remember uh, President Trump, Trump said that thing about good people on both sides and then he had to go back and try and retract that statement. And so he goes out and he says, and he, like, whatever. Oh, no, that was the statement that he was trying to retract, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, he apparently, after the press conference, he said, that was the biggest fucking mistake and the worst speech I've ever given. Saying that, <sighs> saying Nazis were bad people was a big fucking mistake. Either because he um, believes that he needs you know, white nationalist support and Nazi support or that he agrees with them either or it's pretty it's fucking not, Yeah. Like any way you <laughs> cut it, it's not great. And so I just wanted to end on this quote, which Brian read for us on our sub siesta today. Um, but this is a quote from John Kelly about the president and you'll be able to tell it's about the president just based on sort of the content of the quote. Um, he's an idiot. It's pointless. <laughs> Who are we talking about? <laughs> That's clue number one. It's pointless to try to convince him of anything. He's gone off the rails. We're in crazy town. I don't even know why any of us are here. This is the worst job I've ever had. <laughs> Dude who's in the military like literally yeah. went to war. He's <laughs> like, this is the worst job I've ever had. Oh, no. I know. He also made fun of H.R. McMaster's suits and called him a beer salesman, which I think is funny. <laughs> yeah. Trump did? Yeah, Trump did. Trump is good at owning he, yeah, and He's he, got he good disses. About Rance Priebus, he said that he's a rat and he basically just scurries around everywhere. <laughs> if there was like if there was like a position... He would be good at, he'd be good at a job here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there was like an elected position that was like just somebody who comes up with like really good burns on people... <laughs> I would let Donald Trump be elected to that position. I mean, he does come up with nicknames that stick, like Little Marco. Little Marco's the best one. Lion's Head. Lion's Head was good, but Little Marco is really his masterwork. It's his yeah. opus. It's what he'll be remembered for, um, apart from maybe destroying the U.S. So we'll probably be coming back to this book a lot. I mean, there's yes. a lot of good things in it. I mean, yeah. there's also like... There's reasoning about why John Dowd, um, his former attorney, quit like the Russia stuff because... He just wouldn't listen to Trump. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's, I'm excited for it to come out. Yeah. We're excited. Um, obviously, we'll be keeping you posted on everything that's going on with Kavanaugh. Look out for our podcast on Thursday where we'll be updating you about that. Sign up for the Betcha yeah. Sub newsletter. Uh huh. Also, some surprising, um, some surprising, some exciting news about, I mean, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. news about our podcast. Um, so. We usually release Tuesdays around 4.35 p.m. Um, we are now going to be recording Monday afternoons and releasing it or like late Monday and releasing it early Tuesday morning. So you will yeah. have it. You'll have this podcast on your early commute. Yeah. So that's fun. Just, it, that's, it gives a little more breathing room. Exactly. Because it's like when we're doing it on Tuesday afternoons, it's like we got to cover the whole weekend and Tuesday. Yeah. It's just a lot. Plus, Everybody loves to listen to a podcast on their commute. Mm-hmm. So we're switching to Monday mornings and we're or Tuesday mornings, sorry, and we're really excited about that. Don't forget to screenshot and share either in the newsletter, the sub siesta, or this podcast, and yep. we will send you stickers. Yep, yep. And until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Bye. Batches.